the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. IBM's in the news for reporting earnings. This is earnings season. It's the first week of earnings season. You tend to get a lot of transport companies and some financial banks. But you also got an old tech stogie. IBM, my dad's tech company, if you were to say so. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. $18 billion in revenue just doesn't feel like, meh, doesn't move the needle for me. I'm essentially bored with IBM. It's more of a services company at this point in time. What is Apple trying to become? A services company. Maybe a little less on the innovation, more on the download this for $5, pay for this for 6 bucks. I don't like where I'm going with this. Global business services for IBM revenue was up over 2%. Boring. Application offerings, application modernization, global tech services segment saw revenue decline 4%. Dole, not dramatic. Um, they made a really big relationship with Red Hat. They bought them Red Hat. They bought Red Hat software. Now, at one point in time, back in the 1990s, we looked at Red Hat as a company that could eventually put Microsoft out of business because they were making an operating system essentially that was free. It was community built and serviced. And a lot of people couldn't tell the difference in the operating systems. Operating systems used to be a technology, but now they're kind of like, boring! Windows 10 came out how long ago? And now it just seems like they just updated on occasion. It doesn't sound like Windows 11 is ever coming out. Do you see how tech kind of becomes boring and service-oriented? So pushing the envelope today, companies like Microsoft with Azure in the cloud and Amazon with Amazon Web Services, cloud computing is kind of a a new way of doing business. Next year at this time, we're going to be talking about 5G a little bit more. You're starting to hear about it. But as it rolls out, you'll probably start seeing new services tied towards it. There's a bit of an ecology going on in all things financial the ecology I like talking about is technology. You can see the king of the jungle is phones, maybe. And then you start saying desktops and web services. And, well, you can kind of see how there are the winners and there are losers. And there are people who help and support. And there's people who take, not take advantage, but they're, they get a reciprocal relationship just being in that industry. Analyst at Cleveland Research is saying that Chipotle Mexican Grill comps, comparable same-store sales, are tracking ahead of expectations. One of the interesting things that I just said there was same-store sales. 
and comparable. Wall Street's really, in my opinion, a game about comparing. You can compare Apple to Samsung. You compare Apple hardware with Google hardware. But then Google's got the search that Apple says, we don't really want that. With its dominance in installed users, Apple could certainly get into the search business and make money on it. But they'll take a check from Google. We'll make you the number one search engine on our phones or computers. Just drop a check at the door, please. (laughs) That's the way it goes, my friend. So Chipotle, uh, same story sales. Wall Street's kind of a story. It's a game about comparing. Um, Baseball is about comparing. Look at this team stats. Look at this team stats. Let's see how it plays out. Execution sometimes does does matter. It's not lost on me that two of the top three teams um, left in the World Series this year had the statistical most wins. Stats play out that way. So Netflix is in the news. They came out with earnings last night. I would say this stock's done falling for a while. We've had the specter of Disney Plus. And it didn't hurt Netflix. It didn't hurt Netflix. It didn't hurt Netflix. And then, bam, it hurt Netflix. It was just the fear, and now we're going to see the reality in the coming months and years. Needham is noting that Netflix is a good company with excellent management, but they retain their hold rating because there's three battles that Netflix cannot win, in their view. Price wars, falling LTV, and U.S. saturation. U.S. saturation. Here's a question on that. Could they get more out of the United States? I'm paying for two streams of Netflix now at the same time. That's kind of their way of kind of policing a little bit of the people who abuse, how shall we say, keeping their passwords private, and they share it with a friend. Netflix is always projected uh, 60 to 90 million subscribers which is today's penetration given its 60.6 million paid subscribers. Um, But 10 to 15 million people use other people's passwords. Netflix is going to lose 10 10 million subscribers during 2020 unless it offers a service price below $9 to $16 a month. So will they go back to a $6.99 plan? What a value, huh? There's talks that Netflix could separate their licensed rights. Let's say they have a Sex in the City license from Time Warner, okay? That they could separate their licensed stuff and maybe make a commercial version of their own content. So you get a one-minute commercial in front of Stranger Things. Would you take a one-minute commercial if your service was cut from 9 bucks to 6 bucks or 12 bucks to 5 bucks? So they're going to tinker with that. It's interesting, though, because analysts are all over the board. And, and the big thing is, is can they take on competition? Some say yes, some say no. But it does look like they're pretty saturated in the U.S. markets. I think that's a fascinating thing to say. It's bold and it's true. It's kind of like the way I like my coffee, right? 
Um, Southwest is removing the Boeing 737 MAX from their flight schedule at least until February 8th. This pushback's been going on for almost a year now. We're going to ground it for a month and see what happens. We're going to ground it for three months. We're now pushing it out six months. Now it's middle of February. Boeing still not safe to invest in. It's safer. They've been through two crashes. They've grounded a, a, a major product. A lot of that's known, and thus it cuts anyone who's scared of those issues already out. So some of the risk is already out. The question is, when, how long do you want to hold it? Probably a great company long term. World population's growing. World flight demand's growing. There's still two major players of uh, airlines making airplanes. Skechers announced that it won yet another major victory over Nike in a case related to Nike's wholly owned subsidiary Converse. A lot of lawsuits tied towards Converse's Chuck Taylors and Skechers Twinkle Toes. Is there really technology called Twinkle Toes? <laughs> yep. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. San Francisco, 30 years ago, changed. Had you bought real estate 30 years and one day ago, it took you nine years to break even in most Bay Area homes. It lasted for less than a minute, as short as 15 seconds. The memories of the death and destruction of 1989, Loma Prieta earthquake, still linger. It's 30 years ago today. Sounds like a Beatles song, right? Sergeant Peppa. The quake claimed 63 lives. It injured 4,000. It caused widespread damage. It altered the landscape forever. The cypress structure on Highway 880 in Oakland, gone. Portion of the Central Freeway, the Embarcadero, gone. Just the visuals changed. A lot of people have stories about where they were at 5.04 p.m. 30 years ago today. Um, people were driving their cars, and the cars were swerving side to side, and people didn't know why. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of history. I strangely wasn't here. I didn't arrive for 11 years. I've never felt a major quake. Uh, talking to my producer this morning, he says, did you feel it the other night? He said, it woke me up. I fell right back asleep. I'm like, You're like a baby. Californians like to be gently shaken, 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 shaken to bed. <laughs> Fitbit's out there with an idea. And I'm like, oh, no, not another Fitbit idea. Haven't we already learned that you're not going to beat Apple? Haven't we already learned that you were part of a new category? Wearables. That you got hit by Apple. Apple hit you in the hind. And they didn't look back. 
you got like railroaded, you got like steamrolled, you got super information highway roadkill. So Fitbit's diving deeper into the healthcare space, announcing a new collaboration with Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer to assist users with the detection, diagnosis, and potential treatment of a heart condition called atrial fibrillation. Wait, wait, doesn't Apple already have that? They're looking beyond the detection and diagnosis and trying to think about the whole healthcare pathway as it relates to AFib. I don't know. There's all sorts of news that can affect your stock or your stock market or your sector. And this just feels like PR. Or who cares? It's almost like, and I, I don't even know if I can say this anymore. It's almost like the show me the money guy from Jerry Maguire. Show me the money! What's unfortunate about that is Cuba Gooding Jr. is getting a lot of like rape allegations thrown at him right now. So I don't know if I can do this. Show me the money. One more, Tom, just in case. In case this is my last one, give me one more, Tom. Show me the money! Okay. I'll have to look into whether I can continue to use that, seeing that it's now tied towards someone who's accused of heinous things. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? I agree. But Fitbit's in the news trying to, like, again, get our attention, like, hey, we got this cool thing. We're cheap. Hey, we're cheaper than Apple. Or, hey, who cares? I own shares of Apple. I should mention that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Netflix quarter wasn't as bad as people feared. That's kind of a thing. Sometimes you don't live up to great expectations. Like with Tesla, all I care about is cash now. It's weird that not as bad as you think was enough to move that stock higher. Speaking of Tesla, they've raised prices on their standard Model 3. The standard Range Plus version of the Model 3 is going from $38,990 to $39,940. Companies also upping the range on the base version of the Model 3. Getting more for less from 240 miles up to 250. Electric cars, very much so a California thing. You don't realize you don't see Teslas on the road when you're in Ohio until you go to Ohio. They're just not a thing, so to speak. New season of Fortnite just launched. interesting note about that is there's probably no place to go but down there's two consoles coming out this time next year so i'm not an investor in epic or their chinese version tencent who owns a a strong amount of voting shares of epic um but that's the type of company you would have to be cautious on because of what's going to happen next year in 2020 versus what's happening this year in 2019 The trends are still very, very strong, but the tea leaves are saying that there should be more competition next year. And it'll be interesting. Again, it's it's a pretty addictive little game. And that gets us into another question. If video games are addictive, is that a bad thing? Or is that something you want to invest in? Something that's got to, like, investing in cigarettes was a good investment for 30 or 40 years until they couldn't shake that dirty cancer thing. That story just never went away. But because it was addictive... Made for a good investment. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. 
Tesla raising prices, I don't think, is going to help the stock. It's interesting to note, like I said, the thing that I care about now is their cash levels. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Twitter me, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is a band called The Head and the Heart. It's on my iPod. Am I allowed to say iPod? No, it's all my music services. I know you're saying, which music service do you use? This tells me a lot about a man. Whoa. Spotify? Or Apple Music? Or Google? Who uses Google Music? I would imagine anyone who's using Google Music is somehow on the FBI's most wanted list. They, I'm just extrapolating back hey, data there. Google. Number one song. It's the third number one song for the head and the heart. Way back, 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 back in 2016, all we ever knew. And way back, 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 back in 2011, lost in my mind. Can you imagine coming out with three number one songs? Not too shabby, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, sometimes Wall Street can be a little bit on the dull side. I try to make it sexy. Obviously, uh, talking about McDonald's and something you know, right? You once were a child. You once craved Happy Meals that made you terribly unhappy. Your parents were never good with them. I talk about things that you can understand, like video games. One thing that I don't do is talk a lot about quant. I'll talk about millennials. But quant's tough to do. Bernstein Research has um, they put together a portfolio. A lot of okay, so companies like Fidelity and TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, they've got model portfolios on their web page. Standard and Poor's, even the research analysts have things that we're putting our best ideas, kind of list, tech ideas, growth ideas, income ideas. And Bernstein Research has done pretty good on fundamental research for the last 20 years. And they're coming out with a list, and I love lists. So research I love, lists I love, you combine the two, and I'm a happy man. And some of their stocks, when they start putting together their disciplines, uh, fundamental research with quantitative research, quant's just numbers. It would be almost like a spouse saying, um, okay, well, I will marry you, but we need to have um, business time 2.5 times a week. And you're like, whoa, you, you, what's what's the point five? Right? Quant is all math, and I can say that I prefer quant over a good story. If you were to show me the financial statements of 10 companies, I could show you which one I would probably want to own, 1 through 10. 
and you give me five years of financials, like I could say, okay, this is my growth stock. Like you should be able to do that. It's all in the numbers, right? You're looking for revenue growth. You're looking for earnings growth. You're looking for anything mathematical, quarter to quarter growth, year over year growth, sales growth, earnings growth, margin expansion. So Bernstein comes out with a list and Philip Morris is on it. Now, here's the thing. If I when I say Philip Morris, you're like, boo, cigarettes, cancer, Marlboro man. Like your images come to your head. But if I were to show you the financial statement, you'd be like, whoa, that's a pretty good looking company. I wonder, I wonder what they do. CVS Health, another kind of boring stock, right? But if you look at just the financial statement, if you look at the earnings projections, it makes a lot of sense. Southwest Airlines got an email from a pilot, uh, retired pilot from United, and it was kind of funny. He was asking me a financial question. But in it, he said, sorry, we're the airline that you don't really like. <laughs> I'm like, did I say that or is that just the general assumption? For the record, I, I, I'm, I'm likely over it. I used to, uh, being in radio and television, any bad story you got, you kind of times it by 10. You amplified it. I had a very bad experience on United. So, uh, and it was so simple, and yet it's so complicatedly stupid. It's so typical airline, like just not customer service friendly, resolving issues. It's, well, that's the rules. I once had a, uh, a flight, two flights, me and my loved one. Um, she couldn't make the first part of the flight, so she's, she called and said, hey, can I move my flight from 7 to 10? And I said, yeah. So we, I go there. I get there before she does. She comes in a couple hours later because she's going to make her flight. We, we look to come home a couple weeks later, and they canceled her round trip because she canceled the first leg. And I'm like, oh, boy, did I, li- I light up. And that's my beef that I have with United. I don't care about their stewardesses or their stewards. I, it's not like they're good or bad. I don't care about their food. It's not like it's good or bad. But one bad example of customer service. And uh, they, they didn't make the system right. Because this person had canceled the first leg of her flight. They canceled the second leg. And then when she wanted to fly the day of, it was a $1,000 mistake. What is the matter with you? I know, right? It shouldn't be that tough, but... Anyway, Goldman Sachs is in the news. Goldman Sachs is in the news. They're slashing employee pay. Why are they slashing employee pay at Goldman Sachs? Now, first and foremost, let me lead with this. I don't have a Goldman Sachs credit card because Goldman Sachs kind of was this investment firm that they were going for much bigger money than I was worth in my 20s. But... They now have a credit card, and you know who it's with? Apple. So what's, let's see what Goldman Sachs had to say this quarter. The average Goldman Sachs employee earned $246,000 $246, last year. Wow! Now, in 2009, the average employee earned $527,000 at Goldman Sachs. Ladies... Don't let your kids grow up to be cowboys. Push them to become investment bankers was the story in 2009. That's 
pretty big price drop for investment bankers, huh? Goldman Sachs is on track to pay its employees the lowest of any year in its last, in at least the past decade. They're going more for the Apple credit card users versus the um, small business who wants to expand their, their real estate portfolio. They've set aside a very mathematical formula on how they pay their employees. A lot of firms do. And they set aside 35% of its revenue for staff compensation and benefits. Benefits are going up every year, right? As benefits going up in cost, you could probably expect income to not go up. Maybe get eaten away at. The average Goldman employee earned $246,000. Down from $527,000. That's an industry that's been, how we say, disrupted by the internet. Trading became far less lucrative for banks after the financial crisis era rules discouraged hedge fund-like bets, and central banks drain volatility from the markets. At the same time, human traders have been disrupted by electronic firms and digital digitization. So you keep looking like at Netflix and say, they're the winner of digitization. Out of Napster came Netflix. Napster really ruined a lot of businesses. Do you remember the first time you ever used Napster? You used it. Come on. I wonder if our kids will even understand this. Because they, they grew up in a world of, of music services. Hey, Dad, give me your phone. I want to play a song. Where I was like, hey, Dad, take me to the record store. I want to buy an album. Uh, and then it came to the point of like, hey, you don't have to buy an album. You can just download it. Woo! Steal it? I uh, know. So back to uh, Bernstein. I always think the Bernstein Bears, and I hated the Bernstein Bears. Were there cartoons from your childhood that you hated? I hated the Bernstein Bears. Don't know why, but I did. So that put that in your pipe and smoke it, right? Um, oh, my, my, my. So Occidental Petroleum is on Bernstein's list, the quant list. Remember how you could just buy stuff based on numbers? Occidental Petroleum, not in a sexy business. They're not going to come up with uh, oil pipeline 2.0 or oil uh, 2019 beta. It's not going to happen. Could you invest purely on math? That's a big question. Again, one of the biggest financial stresses, one of the biggest stresses in people's lives is financial. Is that you? Could you do just numbers? You know, I I've probably have told you, I have a cop friend who's uh, always asked me questions. He's a nice enough man. Um, it's a little annoying when he asks me about Beyond Meat. I'm like, if you want to buy it, buy a little bit now, buy a little bit later. He wanted to buy it when it was on the way up, but he doesn't want to buy it on the way down. So he's teaching me something about himself. He also said, what do you think about buying pg and I'm like, you like drama. Do you like drama in your investing or can you just do the numbers? He's telling me. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Each calls in the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement. It's kind of weird if I look back at the years of the people who've kind of ebbed and flowed in my life. 
from both radio and television, whether it's the girl who's 33, who's single, has been trying to buy a house for 10 years and finally does it. I don't hear for it from her for the next five years and bam, she's back there and she has another question about having a baby or something like that. There's a lot of life events essentially that, that push financial decisions and financial concerns and financial stresses. Earlier in the show, we talked about a large portion. The number one stress in people's lives is their financials. And it's funny because it's not for me. So I didn't even think about that. When it comes to finances with me, I'm like, I'm going to do the best I can. And worst case scenario, I'll get a job as an Uber driver or work at Home Depot and shake people's hands or call people or, or dial people or punch in their data. I don't care. My plan B isn't the worst thing in the world. Keep in mind, my plan A <laughs> when I was 18 was to work from 18 to 35 and then find uh, the most beautiful person on the planet and sell oranges and apples on the beach. And I, I, you could probably go to Trader Joe's and buy the produce there and just walk two blocks, three blocks to the beach and sell it, right? You don't have to have big money. And that was my plan. That was my, my goal for retirement. And then you start thinking, oh, do I want kids? Do I not want kids? Oh, do I want a house? Do I not want a house? See how the life events kind of form your financial pressures? I thought 35 years old, beautiful person, beach, selling fruit, skimpy clothing, was sounded sexy. Then you start thinking reality, and like I guess that's where the stresses come in, right? So my goal is to try to get you a little stress-free best way to do that is to automate things. We talked a little bit earlier in the show about quant investing, where you just use the numbers. Some people want to see a software company with a price-to-sales ratio somewhere between two and four. Maybe a hardware company somewhere with a price-to-sales ratio, price of the company versus the number of sales it does, somewhere between one and three. Maybe if it's a quote-unquote dot-com company, we could do a price-to-sales ratio of eight. But we want sales. That's kind of important. And again, it's a very quant thing. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of quants. So one of my favorites is a guy named uh, O'Shaughnessy. Don't ask me to spell it. For some reason, I can't spell Irish names. Just O'Shaughnessy. And there's another one. Hennessy. Uh, if you look at the Hennessy funds, the, he comes from a long line of, uh, uh, I was going to say gremlins, and I was like, no, no, leprechauns. That's what I was trying to come with. But he could come from a long line of gremlins, because gremlins are Irish too, right? Irish for a day, at least on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so Shaughnessy and Hennessy. I used to have uh, Neil Hennessy on my TV show all the time. He was, he was just a good quote, if that makes any sense to you. And he was a quant guy. I remember once on CNBC, I saw him, and he talked to Maria Bartiromo, and uh, he said, I see the Dow at 35,000 in seven years. So it was like 2017, and he said, 2024. I see it at 30,000. And Maria Bartiromo was like, oh, oh, what? That's such a big number. As if big numbers like fool someone like a Maria Bartiromo. She certainly knows what a three-carat diamond looks like versus a quarter of a carat. Awesome. 
I know you're saying you're being mean today. Yes, I'm being mean. Trying to prove my point about big numbers. Um, but she was flabbergasted. She was like, Neil, you can't say that. On That's that's crazy talking. He goes, Mario, because he's got this southern accent. Maria, Maria, I'm trying, I'm trying to do like an Elvis, and it's not coming out. Maria, oh, oh baby, Maria. Uh, money doubles every 7.2 years, Maria. I want a banana sandwich. I like the way you say that. So if money doubles every 7.2 years, and the Dow's at 15,000 right now, then in about seven years, there'll be a Dow 30,000. He doesn't even think twice. He just lays it down, and Maria's like, bam! I know you're saying. You need some coffee. I do. It's earning season. Taiwan Semiconductor makes a lot of semiconductors. They, um, you and I come up with that idea for a semiconductor. Semiconductor that is going to triple computing power. Now, we don't really want to go out and buy semiconductor equipment because it's expensive. We only have this one tripling semiconductor that we only expect to sell it to 100 people because we're going to commoditize it and get maximum pricing out of it, which is kind of a weird thing to say, commoditize it. Because isn't commodities, typically, don't you get like a, a uniform pricing? Typically. But if we pull a... Um, Saudi Arabia or OPEC, we're going to say, okay, we're only going to sell a hundred of these, and then it's scarcity. You can't you create demand from scarcity, right? So Taiwan Semiconductor makes semiconductors. Again, a little too deep for me to talk about investments on a regular basis. It's fantastic because I looked back twenty years ago at some of my notes recently, and it was the semiconductor stocks. The semiconductor equipment stocks that made me stop and go, wow. And what makes me go, wow, is how many of them are now out of business or have been acquired. There's a lot of tech companies. You tend to know the giants, like the Facebooks that are the kind of the monopolies, the Apples. But a lot of tech companies, in my opinion, are meant to be rented and not owned. And a lot of them are meant to be acquired, and their business plan isn't to stay in the game forever. So it's a trade. It's a it's it's a constantly changing market. Like I remember CMOS and Symer and Novellus, all gone now, all part of other companies. Anyhow, I'm digressing. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com, 800-516-1220. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.